0: Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star as we continue this Echo series that we talked about and started a few weeks ago as we've been looking at these incredible characters of Scripture whose lives continue to tell stories Even today in our prayers, that that will be the story of our lives. So I want you to do me a favor. Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8. If you're in Compass today and you heard Cole say this and they're in the theater, if you'll take out your uh, app probably the easiest way. You can go to North Star Church, Georgia in the App Store if you scan the QR code. It is really the easiest way to follow on because everything's right there. You are also given a note sheet on the way in you can use. You got your Bibles with you and we're going to camp out and live sort of today really just in the book of Acts. But it's so great to see you guys. Y'all do know it's summer, right? Normally in summer, everybody leaves town. I don't know if you're poor. I don't know, but we're really, really, really glad y'all are here. But we've got some special guests that are in for the week to pour into the lives of our kids this week, and that's our WindShape staff. Would y'all welcome our WindShape team here to North Shore this morning. We are so glad they are here. How many of you have children that are going to be part of WindShape? This week, raise your hand, all right. you, you They are gonna be a blessing because they're gonna wear your kids out, all right? And it's gonna be great and they will be worn out at the end of the day. But anyways, we're really glad to get to dive into the story today because I'm telling you, today's a day that has your name on it. I believe of all the weeks, if I were to pray you got one of them, it would be this one. The power of the story of Philip is so interesting to me because we found Philip. We were in, for those of y'all that have been around Norster for a while, we spent about a year and a half in and out of the book of Acts. Philip became a big part of the book of Acts, but the direction we're taking with his life today, I really believe, is the intent of why God caused this story to keep echoing. So let's set, let's set the scene. Jesus is on the cross. He's crucified. He's resurrected. He's around for 40 days. And as we said just now, he sent his disciples out. Matthew 28, John 20, 21. He sends his disciples out. And they begin to stir it. They begin to make waves. Things begin to happen. There's no explanation for and. The day of Pentecost happens, Simon Peter's preaching, a couple thousand are saved, and then the authorities don't like it and they begin to persecute the church. Well, the church begins to spread. So they were centralized, now they become very decentralized and the gospel goes to places it would have never gone without the persecution and it begins to just, just burn like wildfire. Well, one of the areas that it began to burn in was an area called Samaria, right? Samaria was not a vacation destination of the day. It would be like you think you're going to Destin and your hotel was booked in Dothan. You know what I'm talking about? All right, so that's sort of, that's sort of, if you're from Dothan, please don't send emails. But anyways, so it's sort of like, I thought I was gonna be doing this, but God has Philip, this guy, in Samaria, let me tell you what's happening. All of Acts 8, so I'm setting up where we're at today. All of Acts 8 is all the ways that God is moving in Samaria. Like, people are getting saved. There's a story about Simon the sorcerer. And these Samaritans, this very unlikely place, are all coming to know Jesus. you got to know. So, like, in your industry, there's like a pinnacle, So it might be a national sales convention, it may be a huge opportunity, and like when you achieve that pinnacle, it's everything. So right now college baseball is going on, and right now these guys are all playing for the College World Series. A good friend of mine who's a coach at TCU, they made it last night. So that's like the pinnacle of college baseball to make it the College World Series. What's going on in Samaria in the life of a guy named Philip is the pinnacle. Philip is not the disciple. It's a different Philip. This is Philip the evangelist. But God is using him in great ways. You've got to know that for the story to make sense. If you don't, if you don't get that, what's going on, you miss the power of this story. So I'm going to let you read along. Acts, we're going to start in verse number 26 of Acts 8. Now I'm going to let you sit because i got a lot to read and say, and I'm not going to make you stand the whole time. Would you say thank you, Mike? All right, I don't want you. I know you're missing your exercise for the day. But anyways, here I want you to read along with me. Here we go, verse 26. As for Philip, time out. Is God using Philip in Samaria in great ways? Yes or no? Yes. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, "Go south, down the what kind of road? What's it say?" You know what desert road literally means? <laughs> desert road. That's literally what it means. It means, Philip, I'm sending you to an uninhabited place. Philip is smoking and rocking where he's at. Not like physically smoking, but he's, he's got it going, right, in Samaria. And God says, Philip, let me tell you how great it's going. I'm going to send you down the desert road. Literally, that road from Jerusalem, he goes on to say, to Gaza is not a traveled road. So, Philip, let me tell you how great things are going for you. I'm going to take you from where you're at, and things are just moving. And I'm going to send you to a place there is no body. Now, we spiritualize stories sometimes. All right, time out. Everybody look up. We spiritualize stories. Sometimes we read it and we're like, boy, I, if I had the faith of Philip. Now, let's, let's contextualize this a little bit. We're experiencing things at North Star we have not experienced since our early days. We had two people get saved on Monday this week that came by the office. One's a phone call. One's a person just dropping by. We had a ton of people come to know Christ last weekend. It's packed in the summer like last service pack theater true north this service great crowd god is moving he is we're adding three services in the fall which you'll hear a lot about coming up to accommodate everybody it would be like we're in the middle of this right now and i go home this afternoon and i get a tap on the shoulder and god says mike an angel comes and says mike God's got a new assignment for you. I know you've been there 26 years. I know it's been fun. I know these people know all your stories, and they, know, they laugh on cue at all your jokes. It's very important. All right, and so I know that, but I've got a new assignment. You're moving from beautiful Ackworth in Kennesaw, Georgia, to Hayhira, Georgia, which is a real town, if you didn't know that. All right, and so I had a girl come up last service and go, I'm from Hyra. and I went, I'm sorry. All right, and so I'm going to move you to Hey to start a new church in the Piggly Wiggly that just went out of business, <laughs> are you in? Now, I think I would have to say, Lord, I think I'm going to have to go as a single man because Ann's not going, all right? But I, I, I might be willing. Listen, this is crazy. He sends Philip. How many of you would have had a real problem with God's assignment? Raise your hand. I would have had major bones to pick. With that angel. But anyways, let's keep reading the story. So Philip started out. He didn't protest. He didn't push back. He didn't give any beef. He didn't give any lip. He just goes. And he met the treasurer while he's there of Ethiopia. A man of great authority under the Kandite, the queen of Ethiopia. So this joker is traveling through town. Look at what it says. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship. He had traveled a thousand miles to Jerusalem and a thousand miles back. So the word is, scriptural word is proselyte, meaning he was a Gentile who believed in Judaism, right? So he had gone to Jerusalem because he wanted to understand what his faith meant. Most people think all this sort of traces back to Solomon. It's sort of, he married the queen of Sheba and there was a dose of judaism that got left in those generations that this guy got but he had made a long trip and now philip's there and he's there i don't think there's a big traffic jam on the desert road i have a strange feeling he was the only carriage coming so pick up the story and he was now returning seated in his carriage he was reading what's the next word was reading aloud, which is normal back then, from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, Go over and walk beside the carriage. So here's Philip. He just ends up there. And what do I do now? I'll tell you. Carriage comes, go over and walk beside the carriage. Philip ran over and he heard the man reading from the prophet. And Philip asked, Do you understand what you're reading? And the man replied, it's one of the greatest lines, how can I unless someone instructs me? He literally is reading a story he didn't get. So let's make this applicable to our lives. I am 11 years younger than my brother. So when I was in first grade, He was in 12th grade. Welcome to the family. Nobody thought I was coming. All right. And so anyways, uh, it's a whole other deal. I was, their dream come true. But anyways, so you got my brothers in 12th grade. I'm in first grade. Literally, I remember the night I had my first grade math book on the table and sitting beside it was my brother's senior year calculus book. And I remember opening that book. Because I just started math. I'm like, well, I bet I got all this figured out. And I looked at that calculus book, and I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Little did I know it was prophetic. It never did. But anyway, so it made no sense to me. That's how this guy was with what he was reading in the Bible. He didn't get it. But lo and behold, it was like God knew he was coming because he sent who? Who did he send? I'm going to make you stand up if you don't give me the answer. All right, so he sent who? You're still going to stand, but I know it's very overzealous. Here we go. The passage of Scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he didn't open his mouth. He was humiliated. He received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. Now. We know now, who was that passage ultimately about? It was a prophetic passage about who? Jesus. Jesus. Verse 34, the eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, this is so powerful. Would y'all stand with me? I have a feeling the light bulb's going on for this guy, and the light bulb's going on for Philip. So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the what kind of news? What's it say? Good news. The good news. I can almost see Philip going, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. So Philip begins to unpack the good news about Jesus And as they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the chariot to stop. They went down in the water, and Philip baptized him. Philip left the many for the one. Jesus thought that was a good idea, too, because he talked about the parable of the lost sheep. When the shepherd would leave the hundred, the ninety-nine, to go find the one that had gone astray. Today's going to be a dangerous day for some of you. Because God's looking for more Phillips. Would you pray with me? Right where you're standing, compass, theater, And there's so many of you watching online. Would you pray today, God, give me the faith of Philip. Give me the eyes of Philip. Give me the heart of Philip. Father, you got us for a few short minutes. We don't have anywhere else to be. Nothing else to do. God, we need to hear from you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Turn around and find two or three people around you. Welcome to North Star, would you? <clears throat> I want you to write something at the top of your outline or thumb it in your notes. It's before all our blanks. Here's what I want you to thumb in. Ready? Ready? God wants to use me. God wants to use me. I believe more than we want to be used by him. God wants to use me. Well, Mike, I'm not qualified. It's not what we're talking about. Mike, there's somebody better out there than me. Not to hurt your feelings, there probably is, all right? But, but God still wants to use you. Why was Philip, why is his life echoing? So let, we're gonna <clears throat> take part of the story. Most scholars think the church founded by the Ethiopian eunuch when he went home is the oldest church in Ethiopia. He took the gospel back and changed. It was the largest landmass at that time. And it all started with a guy named Philip who ended up at the right place. Listen, God's always trying to connect the dots of people's lives with other lives. So what made Philip different? Why is Philip's story one that we're telling? All right, there's three things that Philip did. Pen, pencil, something to write with today. Lipstick, mascara, you got your thumbs. Thumb it in, let's, let's talk about how was Philip ready? Three B's, ready? Be attentive. Be attentive. I think it's two parts attentiveness. Philip was attentive to the Lord for his plan, and Philip was attentive to the guy that was coming by. Be attentive. All right, yes or no question? Do you believe that God has a plan for our lives? Yes or no? I agree. I don't believe in accidents. I just don't believe that God is an accidental God. I believe he's a God that puts people in the right place at the right time. Why do we miss it? So, if God's always trying to connect the dots, why do we miss it? We miss it because we're busy. We got places to be. We got an itinerary. We don't feel qualified, blah, 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 blah. Tons of, tons of stuff. All, all legitimate things. Philip that day had his spiritual antenna up. And Philip saw. Why God had him there. There was a lady at North Star. She put this on her Instagram last night. She said she saw it at a client's office this week. And it said this, God didn't add another day to your life because you needed it. He did it because someone out there needed you. Be attentive. God's not an accidental God. There's a young man in our last service. He sat right over here. He just had one of the greatest seasons of any collegiate baseball player that I can remember. Hit 380 had 40 stolen bases. <laughs> How did it happen? Well, he was showed up at a field one day to get a workout in and a pro scout was there at the same day and they ran into each other and he took a video of him and he sent it to a coach and the coach signed him and probably changed the trajectory of the rest of his life. Was that an accident or was that an appointment? Be attentive. Listen to me. Everybody look at me. God is working all the time all around you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And sometimes it's going to be in the very unexpected places. So let me tell you a story. There's a guy that I know, he's a great friend of mine. He's the most sent human of anybody I've ever met in my life. Literally meaning this. He uses his life every day in the field that he's in, which is he's not a professional minister. He's not paid by a church. He's in the world doing what you all do. I just work one day a week. I've been told that a few times. But anyways, this guy likes he, He's out there every day making a mark, and he's tops of his industry. But yet, person after person I meet that's come to know Christ all traces it back to this guy, Living Self. A few days ago, he we went out to grab breakfast, and while he was eating at... God's anointed breakfast spot, Waffle House, all right? While he was eating at Waffle House, he looked over and saw this gentleman. He's eating breakfast. He's on his way to his job because it's getting down the nitty-gritty of his year end for his job. He sees this guy sitting across the room. He notices the waitress go over and hug him. pat him on the back, and he saw this guy crying. This just came into my phone. He called the waitress over and said, "What's, what's happening there? There's a story. She said he and his wife eat here all the time together, and today he had to put her in a home for dementia, and it's the first meal he's had alone. My friend didn't get up as the evangelist and go across the room. He wrote him a note, wrote him some encouragement from God, from Scripture, paid for his meal, and sent it across the room. He was attentive, and he saw it. How many of those have sat around me, and I missed it? Because, baby, I was taking care of me. And God didn't have me out that day to take care of me. He had me out there today to take care of that guy. I don't know that this guy wasn't sitting there going, God, if you're really out there, would you just remind me? And he gets a note of scripture, and he gets his bill paid for, and it's not like he spent $300. it's 12 bucks probably. But it was a reminder of God going, I got you. Why? Because one person was attentive. Philip changed this Ethiopian's life because he was attentive. Second, ready? He was available. He was just available. Philip goes, God, I'm on your assignment, not my assignment. You got a plan. I I don't have a plan. He was available. He just said, God, I'm yours. Yes. What's happening in Samaria? Once in a lifetime deal. But God, if you got somewhere for me to go, I'm, I'm ready, willing, and able. Now, we read that into the story because Philip put up no fight, and God always includes the fights in Scripture. There was a guy who got thrown into the belly of a fish. Anybody remember his name? His name was what? Jonah. Why? Because Jonah didn't want to take God's assignment. Moses. God had to talk to him through a burning bush. Why? Moses didn't want the assignment. There's all throughout Scripture, God always leaves it. We do not read that about Philip. Why? Because Philip was just available. His life wasn't his anymore. Time out. I want everybody to look at me, and I don't want you to miss this. If you know Jesus, and your eternity is secure, this life's not about you anymore. If God's only purpose for your life is for you to meet his son, he'd have just taken you on home. But he left you here, not to occupy space but to create echoes. How does it begin? He was available. So, back in 2017, I had a passion about spiritual leadership. So I'm like, how can I influence the most amount of people? I live here in Ackworth. Uh, I, just, I mean, I just sort of live here. I mean, this is the, the world that I've, I've been in for all these years and where I pray, I finish, not in Haira. Lord, I hope I did not speak that into existence. But anyways, it's so, that makes me a little nervous. Um, so I began a, a podcast. Well, I'm 177 episodes now in it. In the, and in the, the theme of the podcast is how America's greatest leaders lead with their faith out in front. And I've talked to titans of their industries. From business to sports to television to just People that are the best of the best of the best. And talk to them. About how do they lead with their faith out in front? These people are amazing. I mean, you would know, you would know their names. I get off the call. And I, most of them, I will never meet in person. I just meet, we do it via Zoom. I get off the call, and here's the thought that always hits me. I know people that are as talented or more talented than they are. I think this every time. But yet, God's using them in great ways. Do you know why God's using them in great ways? Because they were available. And they said, God, here's my talent. Here's my ability. Outlive me with it. a shortstop here in Atlanta that is now playing in Chicago Dansby Swanson was one of my guests and Dansby in his presser in Chicago said I'm not here for me I'm here for something bigger than me I'm available God used me it's not the city I want to be in but it's the city you've put me in I'm available you know here's what separated them I want you to write this down under number 2 and we're going to move on ready it wasn't their ability. It was their availability. Can I ask you a question today? Are you available? Not are you available to go do great things for him? Are you available when he taps you on the shoulder and said, I got something for you? I don't want you to miss it. Are you available? Third blank be attentive, be available. Be a friend. Be a friend. It's really interesting. The Bible says that Philip goes and gets in the chariot with him, and they read together. It's a crazy story. So here's Philip. He has been sent by God to this nowhere, nothing spot. And there comes a carriage, and it said, The angel told him to walk beside the carriage. The Bible says Philip ran. And so, what are you reading? Reading the prophet Isaiah. Do you understand it? No. Would you sit and read with me? Now, Philip is known as Philip the evangelist. What would have been most natural for Philip to go if you would get out of the chariot and come and stand here. I'm really used to being a public speaker, and I'm going to sit and preach to you. It's not what Philip did. Philip got in the chariot, and he rode with him. And just by chance, he was reading Isaiah 53, the prophecy of the Messiah that was to come. Do you think that was an accident? Absolutely not. If he'd have been on Isaiah 52 or Isaiah 56, he'd have missed the story of Jesus. But Isaiah 53 is the story of Jesus. And Philip, you just see Philip going, I know why I'm here. Here to tell you the good news of this man named Jesus. Philip was a friend. And here's the point that I think we all get to. All right, Mike. I want to be available, but I'm just scared about the assignment. Here's what I will tell you. All of us can be. I think of the seasons of darkness in my life. I can't tell you what somebody told me. I can just tell you they rode in the carriage with me for a little while. See, friends are people that are walking in when everybody else is walking out. And somehow God put you beside them. If Philip isn't available, if Philip isn't attentive, and if Philip isn't a friend, we don't have this story, and a movement that happened in Ethiopia would never have happened. God wants to use you. Do you want to be used? I'll say this, and I'm done. And I want you to hear this and hear it the right way. I don't give a flying rip about leading a massive church. I just give a flying rip about people that don't know Jesus. That's what I give, that's what just burns me. And I don't think you're here by accident. I don't think you just showed up as a baseball coach, as a business leader. As a teacher, I think you showed up because God's got you where he's got you for a guy who might be coming your way. Would you pray with me? of you sitting in here today, you know why you were here. It was as if the angel came himself and tapped you on the shoulder and said, today's about you. You've been living self. I'm calling you to live sent. I want you to yield the rest of your journey and influence. You already know him. You've already got a relationship with him. Now I want to use you. I just want you to be available. I'll take care of the rest. Just be available. I'm not asking you today if you were moved by it, I'm asking you today if you're up for the assignment. I said, God, I don't know what it means. But I'm up for it. I want to be Philip in my generation. If that's you here today, this is between you and the Lord, I want you to just put your hand up. Mike, that's me. I know Jesus, but I want him to use my life. Just put your hand up. Last service, we had hands all over the room. Just put your hand up. I want you to pray to the Lord. He would give you the faith to be used that way. Would you? Some of you, you're here today because of a Philip. You're here today because somebody sat in a carriage with you at the office, at the ball field, in the dorm room, at Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A. And it's like today, the light just came on for you and you went, I need what the Ethiopian eunuch found. I need Jesus. Could I lead you in a prayer to meet him? Could I? It goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I, I want you. I believe you live for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again just for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, today. Welcome home. Welcome home. God, may we never get over what you're doing in your plan in our lives. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. And everybody said...